Hello and welcome to this week's Shitty Christians. I'm your host, Michael Tabor. And Zachary Allard. And we've got a lot of stuff to cover this week. Uh, uh, yeah, we've been off for a week or so. It's uh, July 4th has happened. July 4th did happen. July 4th in LA was one of the more surreal things I've only been around. Like, yeah, I remember time. when I moved here, uh, just not realizing that what that meant is there was going to be a week of fireworks all the time. And there were going to be at least a couple of nights <laughs> where it just sounds like nonstop artillery fire. Yeah, no, it's like we're in the fucking like Western Front here. And it's just like you just hear, you're just like, if you like sit out on your porch and you're quiet, it's still like fucking midnight. It'll be like, boof, boof. It's it's like creepy. It doesn't stop, and yeah, it's it's not that creepy for me, but it's intensely creepy for my poor dog who Aww. has a very hard time with it. We also had earthquakes this week. Uh, the dog, terrified of all the fireworks, did not give a shit about the earthquakes. <laughs> totally fine with that. Uh, she's a California dog through and through. Aww. Uh, no, and by the way, fireworks go on for several days afterwards. Oh yeah, no, it keeps going. I don't know from being from the East Coast. There were only fireworks on the fourth. Yeah, that was the day. You get one day. Yeah. That's why California's better. We don't stop. We don't stop with the fireworks. Oh, I do love California. Whatever. Uh, we got a lot to talk about lot today. To talk about. Just looking through this. We've got uh, some stuff about Christians and patriotism. Mm. Uh, we're going to introduce those of you that are fortunate enough to not know about him to Ross Douthit and his thoughts about the plight of the American Christian and how tough it is to be a Christian in America. Douthit suffers for all of us. Uh, I've got a lot to say about that guy. He's Uh, he's my Jesus. (laughs) Shut the pod down. It's done. Uh, We're also going to be talking about Jeffrey Epstein, who has, of course, been in the news a lot following his uh, recent re-arrest. Second time is hopefully the charm. We'll 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 see what happens. I'm very confident in the American justice system. This is all going to turn out great. Uh, You know, when rich people get arrested, it's cool because justice is blind. Yeah. You know, that's the whole point. Yeah, yeah. why the lady is wearing a blindfold. Oh, I thought that was a sex thing. Jeffrey Epstein definitely thinks it's a sex thing. Jeffrey Epstein definitely thinks. He definitely thinks the lady is blindfolded. He's also very confused why it's a lady, but we'll get there. Uh, But let's start with uh, an interesting question that you, Zach, got asked Mm. this week. So, yeah, no, I, I had coffee with a Christian TV writer and showrunner. Um, you about a coastal elite motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, that was true regardless. You ever said get coffee? It's the most Hollywood late. Christian story of all uh, time. Mont- we didn't get drinks. We got coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're in Montrose, California. I don't know if you've been to Montrose. It's like past, a little bit past Pasadena. It feels like a There's thousand- a past of Pasadena. <laughs> yes, it's called Arizona. <laughs> It's called regret. It's called things didn't work out. <laughs> no, it was so nice. I was definitely like immediately like, oh, this town is so cute. That's yeah. how I know I'm getting like hitting my 30s. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, Look how wide the streets I are. The, I could park here. This is amazing. I bet the farmer's market here is incredible. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet that. I bet year. it's fucking amazing. But like, no, you're like, you can't see the city. Mm-hmm. Um, And at least from like a lot of the places, because it's like ringed by mountains. It's like really nice. So you were in the spot where like you, you kind of made it. That's mm-hmm. where you go. Yeah, yeah. Whereas most of the you, stuff like, outside the valley. This yeah. is like where you raise your kids. Totally. Um, he was like a writer and a bunch of stuff. I'm not going to name drop them because, but but he did a bunch of stuff in the 90s and 2000s, and he's he's a showrunner and mm-hmm. he was very kind uh, to sit down with a fellow loser writer like myself. Yeah. And impart some wisdom, mostly that I should be better. No, I'm kidding. Um, but he's right. Yeah, uh-huh. I was going to say, that sounds like wisdom to me. So we talked about yeah, my background. He asked me a really interesting, um, because he's a Christian writer and he wants more Christians to write in Hollywood. Mistakes. Uh, regret. God's is, not dead three. <laughs> yeah. No, he obviously hasn't seen enough Christian media <laughs> is actually the truth of it. Um, true story. He's the first Christian to be in Hollywood since the Legion of Decency. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're they're gonna do some uh, McCarthy hearing soon <laughs> to find him and put him in jail. He's the original Protestant, the first and last Protestant. They're like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but anyway, he asked me a really good question because he heard about my background. You know, my dad was a pastor. I grew up in the bosom of evangelical America. Um, no, Jeffrey Epstein. That's not what you think it is. And grew up there and then you know went to a bunch of you know as my parents would say liberal godless schools mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. with their encouragement to be fair <clears throat> and then uh, moved out to Hollywood where I have failed to do anything but have been present yeah you know have attended you're here meetings. I have yeah. I've been in the background of meetings nodding as other people were given money yeah 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 um, I have watched other people's careers happen but he asked me a good question he goes <clears throat> so why are you still a Christian 
That is a good question. That's a question I ask myself sometimes. Michael, buddy, <laughs> why are you still a Christian? Well, wait, did you have an answer or should I jump it? I did have an answer. I mean, I mean, the sort of the, the, the boring answer is I, I think this, this is true, but <clears throat> I think it's actually interesting more in context of like, you know, growing up with a set of beliefs about like the world mm-hmm. um, and most of which I have sort of, you know, walked away from, you know, sort of like conservative conservative takes on both Christianity and politics, mm-hmm. sort of views of culture in the world. Um, Fight Club is good. Boondock Saints are cool. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of things you have hey. to grow out of. Hey, hey, Fight Club is good. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a Fight Club podcast. I don't I, know what that looks like. I remember, I remember us watching Fight Club with another Christian and him comparing it to Ecclesiastes afterwards. That it, yeah, he was a seminary student. That is the most seminary story of all time. Um, he was like, no, nah, man, this is just this existentialism. Which is actually not the worst poll, but also what? Christians love comparing any piece of media they like that is like not Christian at all to the Bible. We are not at all answering the question. No, we're not. You know, as I left home. Mm-hmm. gathered more facts about the world which mm-hmm. to quote Stephen Colbert have a well-known liberal bias yeah. I think what I started to realize as my sort of worldview opened to hopefully being more accepting and compassionate and blah 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 all these these obnoxious things is that like uh, actually that was more in line with the Christianity in theory that I had been taught mm-hmm. you know Jesus you know talked about true religion is loving orphans and widows um, most right-wing Christians would say that's putting uh, orphans in cages at the border uh, and so but yeah. and so I think it's easy you know I've had friends who have like left the church who grew up what? in the same milieu yeah because it's fucking terrible but I, th- I think it's easy to equate the people with the belief. And I actually think Jesus being like, yo, you should love like the poor and the weak and the like the meek. Um, blessed, blessed are those, you know, the least of these, all that sort of like hippy dippy Marxist nonsense. <laughs> so you're with Jesus as social justice warrior. This is this is basically your Tumblr. Yeah. Like <laughs> Jesus, Jesus is my homeboy. Uh, yeah, I think for me, uh, similarly someone that grew up deep inside the Bible Belt, some parents helped found the church that I grew up mm-hmm. in, all of that. Uh, yeah. You know, I remember sitting, one of my first times I was sort of like, maybe this isn't all 100% <laughs> right, was I was sitting at a special church meeting that we had convened mm-hmm. in the wake of 9-11 yep. uh, to explain the just war theory. And while it was totally cool and Jesus was 100% down with us invading Afghanistan. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, and how, like, we had seminary professors, like, explaining this. And I remember, like, somebody even being like, okay, but what if we don't find weapons of mass destruction, uh, which was unknown at the time if we would or not, right. even though it became obvious, like, they weren't there. Uh, and the professor just being like, yeah, no, it's still cool. Like, still all right. Um, he's doing bad things. We have to stop the man doing bad things, he said, proceeding to do lots of terrible things. <laughs> he said, before he killed a million people. Yeah, exactly. Um, that seminary professor, personally, professor, personally. Uh, but yeah, I think for me, it was, as we've continued this process of trying to learn and grow and become better people, uh, a lot of the things I grew up with turned out to be false. I thought they were true right. and they were false. And once I figured out that they were false, had to leave them behind. And for Christianity and for faith and for you know spending time with scripture, uh, it has just been a process of finding more truths and, and finding things that mm-hmm. continue to resonate mm-hmm. and continue to speak to my heart, mind, and soul. And also just being 19 years old, being an associate right. pastor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really helped cut through a lot of the bullshit because I went from growing up in this very evangelical culture to a culture that was uh, very poverty stricken and in a lot of need. And all of a sudden what Christianity meant wasn't like, let's all go to youth group and sing these songs and, and, you know, have all of these insane structures and talk about how masturbation's bad. Like Christianity <laughs> meant like a lot of like groups of 14 year old boys staring at those, staring at the space between their feet and the ground yeah. being like, you're basically describing 13 to 17. <laughs> you just like, um, sometimes I look at a Victoria's Secret catalog and I feel funny. And I sin. <laughs> and I just, ah, uh, it's just a problem. Uh, I can't tell you how much I hated that even at the time. Yeah. Hearing about other dudes' masturbation, it's like, something's incorrect here. Something's incorrect like, and is, someone is getting is off to this. Like, I'm willing to even say, porn is fucked up, but like, the way we whoa, are whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Spare me Hot. your tedious moralization. God damn it. That's not, masturbation is 
good. But porn <laughs> is not great. Say so porn can be very bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, porn often the way it is done and the structures in which it treats women is frequently terrible. Yeah. Porn can definitely encourage the wrong things. Um, all yeah. of which is to I'm say being an associate pastor and discovering Christianity can also mean like, hey, I need to go borrow this truck so I can drive into town and haul water for this person because they don't have any. Yeah. Uh, And and speak to issues of addiction and poverty Mm -hmm. and need Mm -hmm. and invest in young people that are growing up without uh, a whole lot of hope. Uh, I think think hope is a really powerful thing. Thanks, Obama, for teaching us that. Uh, I didn't know what that word meant until Obama told me that hope meant change and that change meant drones. And so I think we've gone pretty hard on Obama and Jones. Uh, I it just seems he can't, we can't forget. Like I just, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. Like the man, he campaigned on voting against the Iraq War and then kept it for 90 percent of his presidency. He kept Afghanistan yeah. going and then was like, you know what, Yemen needs bombs. You know what America doesn't need, judges. Just, I mean, some of that's Rahm Emanuel, and yeah, some of yeah, that yeah. is center right Democrats not being helpful. But Obama could have ended the war. You can just say Democrats, man. Oh, God. Democrats are Republicans. Republicans are dementors. Is also important. <laughs> but, like, God. Anyway, I, I, I interrupted you because it's funny. No, it's okay. I think <laughs> I think that's that's the takeaway for both yeah. of us. We have continued to find truth in this thing and value in it. Yeah. And, and because of that, in, in part the impetus of this podcast is there's a lot of bullshit and we have to speak past the bullshit. And if one person yeah. out there... Uh, you know, learns a little something that like Christianity isn't just Westboro. It isn't just like hating, uh, screaming yeah. at women, getting abortions. Jerry like, Falwell Jr. in a throuple. Yeah, I mean, although I wish Christianity was more of that. that it would, would be at least exciting. be more fun. We have the Catholic Church for that. They're 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 holding down the hedonism side of the whole exchange. <sighs> oh no. Uh-uh. Um, didn't know Jeffrey Epstein was a Catholic. Um. <clears throat> I tell you what, I don't know if this is the space for it, but the reason why I'm a socialist is because I'm a Christian. Yeah. Actually, because one of my favorite tenets of Christianity is it gives me a reason to believe why all people are equal. What Wait, are the sort people of... are equal? This is news to me. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm crying. Especially as an American whose dollars are going to put children on a border. Yeah. Uh... Hey, man, they have PlayStation sometimes. I just I have no response to that. Yeah, yeah, you probably should. I I, I want to say like uh, I would rather they have weren't drinking out of toilets, but yeah, uh, no, but like uh, briefly in sort of a didactic way, one most important Christian idea is that the Imago Dei, we all are born with the image of God, so every person has implicit worth and dignity and all that yeah. like shit. Like part of the reason, explicit worth. Yeah, like yeah. explicit worth um, valued by the God of the universe. Yeah, that loved like, and cared for. God is like, hey, you should take care of orphans and widows because they're the same as you. You should go visit people in jail. So I fucking hate moralizing Republicans and right wing Christians who vilify people in prison because the Bible doesn't ask if they're innocent or guilty, whether they had a fucking dime bag on them. It says you should take care of these people, and uh-huh. that's one of the reasons why I'm still a Christian mm-hmm. because I actually think it aligns with the best worldview you can have. And why I'm a socialist. Yeah. Well, and and taught us those worldviews. Like in its best case, like it's it's not applying yes. Christianity to a pre-existing worldview. It's, no, totally. Our worldview should be instructed by our faith, and our yeah. faith very clearly commands like, don't be rich, give it away, care for people in need. Like these are these are very simple concepts. If you have two coats, you should give away one. What is socialism if not if you have two coats, give away one? Uh, two overcoats because Soviet Russia. Um, also, uh, according to our the coats our, give away you in Soviet Russia. Yeah, it's definitely no one's gonna have coats. No, All that's better. I would rather I would rather nobody had coats than a dude have nineteen mountains or fucking Jeff Bezos exist. Yeah, I would like Jeff Bezos to not exist. That's all I'm gonna say on that. It's not a threat. This is a satire. <laughs> joke show shows. <laughs> uh, so let's transition yeah. from the reasons that we're here to convert you uh, <laughs> into something that speaks uh, deeply to my heart, and that's Avril Lavigne. Uh, I don't know if it's my heart that she speaks to, but I adore Avril yeah. Lavigne. Uh, so Avril Lavigne was important to my childhood and high school and puberty. Yeah. Uh, um, a whole generation. Definitely like one of my earliest celebrity crushes going back to like early middle mm-hmm. school. Oh, yeah. Uh, she did make my life a little more complicated. I'll it goes it goes for me from <laughs> my brain caught up to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
and I, I, I'll confess, this is a little embarrassing, but as a young man that grew up in a very small town mm-hmm. in the South, mm-hmm. like, I know for, like, all of you normals out there, like, you saw Avril Lavigne, you were like, ha, yeah, you know, look at this pop girl in her eyeliner. And for me, I saw a countercultural icon. <laughs> no, you like, were like, this is I saw, this is pop. what punk is. This yeah, is this badass. is the cure. Like, this is genuinely, <laughs> this girl doesn't look anything like any of the girls that I know. And oh, so. Dude, she really didn't, though, if you knew church girls. Absolutely. But so, also was the same, except for the eyeliner. It was perfect. Yeah, that that's that kind of worked for me. But uh, anyways, love Avril Lavigne. Mm. Avril Lavigne, late period, like, reinvention as a Christian contemporary music star. Yeah, so poor girl, she really, she, in 2014, she got Lyme disease, thought she was going to die, was out of the game for a while. Um, it is really sad. But she reinvented herself and had a number one CCM single called Head Above Water. which was That was everywhere no. for a long time in this Christian world. If you Christian charts, you would hear Michael W. Smith flood from the year 2000 and Avril Lavigne's single Head Above Water. Michael W. Smith, by the way, has unlocked the Tom Cruise secret of immortality. He like, looks incredible. It's insane. Uh, but that said... Also Scientologist. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a pretty good pull. Um, good on him for getting him. Uh, Avril Lavigne, yeah, and so she comes in. She comes in. She as has a number one like CCM song. It's immediately huge. goes to the top yeah. uh, because, of course, because Christians need validation constantly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love that they can't just have all the things yeah. and all of history and all the stuff. They feel this like alienation from popular culture mm-hmm. since the mm-hmm. '60s. It was um, Augustine, and then it was Da Vinci, and now it's Avril. Um, it's just a <laughs> nonstop string of theology I and see art. A straight line there. Yeah. Uh, and so after she conquers all of Christian music, which good on her, welcome back, Avril. We missed you. She releases some info for her next single. Mm. Do you want to know the name of her next single? I would love to know the name of her single. Her next new single is I Fell in Love with the Devil. <gasps> <laughs> and it's causing a bit of a controversy. Yeah. Cue the tedious moral outrage. Um, so people, so like Christian Twitter, which I follow now. I don't really tweet. I'm because sorry. I just, I don't have enough energy for Praxis <laughs> to tweet. Uh, we to have post. a podcast. <laughs> You're right. We're the best. Yeah. But I do follow Christian Twitter, which is a lot of uh, typos, followed by a lot of like... Theological like, typos. <laughs> and followed by a lot of saying Jesus doesn't want you to get an abortion yeah. or pay taxes. Which, man, weird how... I think that's 90s Jesus, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so Avril posts pictures of her... All black. Gawked out, man. Gawked out. Lo- blonde hair to her knees, holding up a crucifix. Uh, my favorite one, though, is very 90s Celine Dion. It's like uh, her. with the piano. The piano yeah. in Smoky Woods. Yeah. Um, and, like, enough tool to, like, outfit a, uh, a marching band. Good on you for having the name of the fabric down. That's impressive. <laughs> Of course. Yeah. Michael, I'm not. We're here for it. We are professionals, damn it. I have done my research. (laughs) I have a podcast. Um, Um, I am in my pajamas. (laughs) But I am wearing pajamas. Yeah, but today I wore pants. Yeah. Um, And so on Twitter, people were not happy because her song was a hit on the Christian music charts. One one Twitter user said, you need Jesus. What was up with the last single? Show me the lie. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. God saved you and blessed you with another opportunity to choose. Oh, wow. Now you have this crap. What a shame. I've been a fan since you came out. This is a turnoff. Get your soul right with Jesus. Only one who can save you, yet you hold his cross and blaspheme his name. I pray for your salvation. Yeah, okay. So, like, you know, we we don't have to beat up on stupid people on Twitter. Like, they're already doing that themselves. But what needs to be said is, like... (laughs) We already know that Christians are bad at art, but can we conceptualize maybe that Christians just don't understand the concept of like a song not being literally you, the text of a person that they're like artistic persona or even just the The concept of fiction. The speaker in a a piece of fiction or a writer in the poem is not you per se. Per se. There is this like funny conflation. And by the way, Christians are idiots. But we also do this with rap music, which I think is the most interesting thing, the conflation of the speaker and the rapper. Sure. And I will say pop music is a a space where people just, like, in general, I mean, Christians are the worst at it because they're the worst at everything. They're the worst at politics. They're the worst at Christians. Christians are the worst Christians. (laughs) Not bad. I'll give it to you. It's true, though. Um, And so 
Like, it's just like, my no, yeah. So it's just, it's just funny. They just, they don't understand the idea that like, she could eat, it's just a song. It's not necessarily uh, who she is. And by the way, it wasn't necessarily who she is when she made the CCM song. Yeah. You bitches. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just the classic, like, we claimed her. She's ours now. What do you mean? What do you mean? She fell in love with the devil. All I'm saying is that if Avril, love, Avril Lavigne is falling in love with devils, I want to be that devil. Yeah. What's she? I just, I, I still have I'm still here Avril. for it. Yeah. No, Avril Lavigne, call me. Okay. If, so, Avril, if she's listening to this podcast and you know she is, hit me up. DM me on Twitter. Uh, oh man, that's super funny. Um, that's enough on Avril Lavigne. Yeah, let's transition into uh, patriotism, and specifically Christians and patriotism, and even more specifically. <laughs> match, wait, is it a match made in heaven? You'd say. <sighs> I'm taking you off the spot. <laughs> even more specifically, an article by one Mark Woo! Tooley, uh, who if. If you're going to be writing this kind of nonsense, mm. you should at least have the decency to have a name that's honest about him. So I appreciate I mean, that he put Tool in his have name. Names like Jim Flop, like it's always just it's just depressing. Uh, he's also writing on the blog Juicy Ecumenism, which is the blog for the Institute on Religion and Democracy's blog. Now, I, this is one of my favorite tropes of the right. It's like every time they get five old white pedophiles in a room, they call it an institute mm-hmm. or a think tank. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, I don't know what you call, uh, a group of pedophiles, but, uh, you know, I think Trump would know. Yeah, I was going to say a cabinet. Uh, I think you call it diocese. <laughs> uh, I love that they're just deciding to appropriate not just African-American vernacular English, but African-American vernacular English from, like, a decade and a half ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is, like, really special that you're like, no, I'm going to be with it, man. I thought Juicy was just the term for girls' butts. But I guess that's not. Uh, no, man. It's a theological term now. We're with it. We're on the tweeters. We're, we're hip. So anyway, so this gentleman, this right-leaning gentleman, is writing against um, this good tr- a good trend. Yeah. Even amongst some sort of more centrist Christians to be like, hey, as Christians, maybe don't be a weird, creepy patriot who is like obsessed with America and believes we should kill everyone. Yeah, if you're the person out there that's saying America is a Christian nation, like if you're that dude. <laughs> um, if you think that uh, America needs to turn other countries democratic so they're free. And that our laws need to, in all cases, reflect Christian values. Yeah, if you think morality means law, then, uh, then maybe... Then your name is Mark Tooley. Uh, <laughs> no, it's true. So anyway. So he's responding. He's writing this article to these sorts of center or left-leaning Christians who say, hey, maybe let's pull back up. And to their, to sometimes, I've got to say, to my dad's credit, this is actually something he's been on for a while. Good. Um, even though we disagree on politics and stuff, I, he's been better on this usually. Um, so, Mark Tooley. Every July 4th in recent years, there's a flurry of online warnings against churches and Christians trumpeting patriotism too loudly. Reputedly, many U.S. Christians are more American than Christian. Quote, Christian nationalism is of late a much-critiqued social force. Good. Yes. Great. Dope. Let me now write an article about why that's bad. (laughs) Christian nationalism, which has existed for 1,600 years. Like, Constantine started this. When Jesus explicitly said Christianity wasn't about taking over Rome. Jesus was like, hey... Don't worry about Rome, dog. That's not your. That's not the whole point of this. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then Christians are like, "Hey, what if we took over Rome and then killed everyone for over a thousand years?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, <laughs> a prominent liberal Christian commentator enthusiastically tweeted a list of works as antidotes to Christian hyperpatriotism. The list was entitled "Against Nationalism: A Reading List for Christians." Again, all seems pretty above board to me. Mm-hmm. He lists a bunch of people, blah, blah, blah. We're going to skip ahead. Much of Christian elite opinion is increasingly in sync with perspectives of this list. Patriotism and nationalism, rarely defined fairly, contravene (laughs) authentic Christian faith. These elites insist. Yes! 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 Nationalism, if you're a nationalist, you are being bad as a Christian. You are incorrect. God says you're not supposed to be a part of this world. You're a pilgrim. Pilgrims, by definition, didn't have nations. That is actually by definition. Correct. It's fine. Well it's done. fine. It's fine. I, 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 I like have a. So vein. what is he saying? Okay. Blah blah blah. Any recognition of July Fourth somehow displacing Christ from His throne? Which no. 
None of these people yeah, are that's saying nonsense. you can't. You can't, they're not saying you can't have a goddamn barbecue. And I'm just saying you can't like America. You they're just saying you can't like. There's a difference between being engaged in the fact that you live in a country and loving the country to the point of ignoring its ails and ills. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, so he, he goes on, blah, blah, blah. The increasing propensity by Christian elites to denounce all or most patriotism as unchristian is theologically incorrect. Boom, Mike. I look forward to him quoting a verse there. You know, what's great here is all the Bible he's using. Yeah, yeah. You know, I really appreciate it. God expects, this is back to him, God expects all to love and serve their communities even america that's his argument so far okay can we just briefly establish yes. that loving and serving is not the same as being a patriot yeah you know what america doesn't do a lot of <laughs> you know what america tends to be a little bad at particularly yeah. regarding communities of color yeah. immigrants <laughs> gay people the Middle women East. basically everyone that's Southeast not mark Asia. tooley yeah we loved and served the shit out of vietnam <laughs> we really loved and served the shit out of over a million lives in vietnam and Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh, also the Contras loved and served the shit out of all those nuns whose heads they chopped off. It's that we funded. It's such a blatant sleight of hand to be like patriotism means loving and serving. Just like mm, no, that's no. I love that idea of how words work. It, it, it's it's incredible. Anyway, this propensity is also counterproductive to its intent. So not. The, oh yeah, yeah. The kind of a confusing way of saying that, like, if you're telling people to not be patriotic. It's kind of productive for them to not be patriotic. Okay. What's the what's the danger there? Churches though? and Christian leaders that mm -hmm. reject any acknowledgement of the nation, which again, mm -hmm. not happening. Definitely another not. another right wing trope of like putting a fake argument into like into people's mouths. Just stuffing the straw yeah, yeah, yeah. into Just the being mouth. Like, what what you want to get rid of college? You that's that's what you want. You want there to be no colleges. <laughs> anyway. You reject any acknowledgement that will create a vacuum to be filled with potentially undesirable alternatives. The absence of Christian patriotism will invite secular and pagan versions that are truly idolatrous. That's the heart of it. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Another slide of hand there. Michael, break it down. Uh, patriotism is already idolatrous. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the whole concept. He's like saying, like, if we don't have this idol, how will we worship Yalzabub? Like, <laughs> how will we do this? Dude, the American flag's already in the church. The, 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 the like, my country tis of thee is already coming from inside the house. Yeah. You goddamn asshole. Uh, he is worried that a secular belief will take over if we're not patriotic. That's the secular belief, you fucking asshole. Mark Tooley, kind of a tool. Uh, also, again, scrolling, that's the meat of it. It's not even that interesting. Yeah, we don't have to get into more of that. Let me just say, like, I definitely grew up in a church that was not the worst at this, but yeah. definitely had yeah. a thing where we would, like, talk about how great our nation was. I remember being in church once where somebody was like, I just want to, like, thank God for having a Christian leader in the White House that can protect us. Talking about, like, George Bush Jr. Incredible. Amazing. Uh, uh, one of the comments, I just want to read this. Amen. Tired of being told to feel guilty for being American. Motherfucker. <laughs> you're not being told to feel guilty for being an American. You're being told to feel guilty for the shit that America does. <laughs> yeah. You want to be proud of being yeah. American? You want to be proud of being an American? Do shit worthy of being proud of. This is not yeah, complicated. I just, I'm so tired of this conflation on the right with criticism of America means that, like, I hate this fucking country. You know what? You know what? First of all, fuck you. You're kind of making secondly, me hate this I fucking country. I also fucking right now hate this country a bit. And it's, like, because of the shit we do. Yeah. We can do better. That's the whole concept. We that can do better. It's been the premise of America from the beginning. The best part of America is that we improve, that we iterate. It's one of the best, the only, really arguably the only good things for 200 uh, excuse years. Excuse me. The Constitution is not a living document. Thank you. If you're an originalist, you're pro-slavery. There's <laughs> no way to argue otherwise. Um, how dare you? I'm pro-freedom. <laughs> freedom. <laughs> Stop saying freedom. Freedom. <laughs> Free dumb. Yeah. You proud of that? Uh, I think 2007 Whoopi Goldberg's proud of that somewhere. <laughs> she would have gone in and said some joke about George Bush and free dumb. That's how she got the view. I am curious <clears throat> to know their hiring process in the view. I assume it involves like a badger screaming. Mm hmm. Some sort of cage. But like. I feel like you're dangerously close to shitting on women right now. The view sucks. It's, yeah, the view does suck. Like, no, 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 no. I, I will not back down on hating the view. It's not, it's not about women. This is the hill I will die on. Some, like, it's about those specific people. This might be your mountain, Jeff Bezos, but I'm going to die here. 
Um, yeah. So, um, and here's the thing: if you're a Christian, don't be don't be a nationalist. Try to try to make your country better. Try to make your world better. Maybe love and serve the people around you, particularly the orphans and widows. Also, if you're rich, give it away. Yeah. Uh, if you're a Christian, be a socialist. And if you're not, tell me why you're not. Actually, yeah, they're don't. gonna. Yeah, don't I was gonna me. say. I don't want to hear. I it. had a Christian this week basically tell me, be like, "Well, so in North Carolina, fifty percent of people voted for Republicans, and they own nine of thirteen uh, seats, which is seventy yeah. percent. Yeah. So twenty percent of people's votes don't count Just because they live near each other. Because gerrymandering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but that's fine. Yeah. Because they live they live near each other, and we don't deserve to hear their voices. And like that dude claims to be a Christian. It's like people like that every single day do damage to their own faith. They believe in silence, primarily black voices, because those that's who lives in urban centers. Mm-hmm. It's incredible, especially in North Carolina, where a huge percentage of the blue-leaning electorate is black. It's not like they chose to live near each other. Poverty is a real fucking thing. Whoa, whoa. Okay, I'm going to stop this out. Yeah, no, it's... I mean, we've, we saw this in North Carolina, but we also see it on a national scale, this yeah, idea yeah. that, like... Well, you know, if we're not careful, California and New York's going to control this whole country. Yes! Like, motherfucker, that's where the people are. We like, also have all the resources and people. Yeah. We should control the nation. <laughs> it just... You fucking asshole. This... <laughs> the Electoral College is white supremacy. That's all I have to say It just is. Yeah. It's, it, it, and it doesn't even work the way it was originally intended. Yeah, totally. And I'm not the first person to say that. But you were getting neither. It's just a weird quirk of history that works things out for white people. Great. Shocking. Weird. Weird how this quirk of history fixed things for white folks. All right. Uh, let's move forward a little bit. We've got another asshole to introduce you to. There's uh, just so many. Yeah. I mean, that is sort of the story of this pod, right? It's like, look how many assholes. That could be uh, our subtitle. And for the record, we're two of the assholes. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I the whole clear. concept of shitty Christians is like buying about shitty Christians. <laughs> like, we're here for both. Like, Buy about, but for everyone. Yeah, we're we're not we're not better. We may oh, be the no. worst, but oh, we no. are the sin eaters. We're the ones traveling into this awfulness, so we can share it with you guys. Um, it's depressing. It's gonna kill us one day. <laughs> like, it's, no, no, no. I already like. I sometimes just wake up angry. Just yeah, like, we're just a little too plugged into like the reality of awfulness. I didn't used to be this online. Yeah, no, me either. And 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 some of it's the podcast, and some of it's just like the world on fire. Yeah, we don't need to talk about this right now, no. but I do think there's a. a another conversation to have not unlike why are we like still believers but like how did we become like activated yeah like like because i i was very apolitical for a long time like i was i was happily ignorant of a lot of things i prefer to be far too long i would love to get the world back to a place where i can go back to not paying attention that sounds great i have video games to play Um, but i can't because i'm too busy with the world being on fire Speaking of the world being on fire, Ross Douthit. Uh, for those of you that have been blessed with not knowing, uh, Ross was the youngest columnist ever hired by the New York Times. He was hired at 29, basically I mean, straight out of Harvard, uh, to young, be... Youngest is like... I don't know. I feel like he's just eternal. Like, you look at him at 29, and he's just upsetting looking. I mean, he looks like Sloth went to Harvard. Like, if you look at his face, don't look at his little byline photo. Yeah, like, yeah, go yeah. watch an interview with him. Yeah, or and at he least just, Google image He him. really, really is an upsetting uh, upsetting looking person. He's and an that, ugly man. It I'll makes sense. It. Yeah, it makes sense once you know a little bit more about him. But he was brought on basically so that David Brooks would have a friend. Uh, so still, by the way, not successful. Yeah, no, it didn't work out. Uh, they kept him on anyway. But he has been doing this thing since like 2009, I think, for the New God, York Times. I just and he's another Harvard douchebag, and I'm just have we talked about before. I think we, yeah, his great grandfather was the governor of the state he grew up in. Like he's just another privileged asshole. His whole thing, by the way, is how much he loves Wass and think we should go back yeah, and his, care about Wass. His mom was like a fucking Anglican who converted to Catholicism, which is this weird Wasp thing where occasionally yeah. you convert to Catholicism because of the tradition and because all Wasp or, uh, churches, this is a little bit of Christian, have gone liberal. Yeah. So like, well, I suppose we'll have to go back to the native religion. Like it's just. It's very weird. He's very terrible. And there's this like great quote from a guy he used to live with who's like a secular Muslim that he wrote his first book with being like, he's an outsider. He's a white dude from Connecticut whose great grandfather was the governor of Connecticut. You 
fucking douchebag. His country, his family started this country and probably owned people. And they will end it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, That's so true. So anyways, That's Rossi Boy is writing here. He's responding to an Atlantic article as he has wanted to do. Also, he's written for the Atlantic, which just fucking stop I, giving these guys voices. I, I love the idea of responding in your New York Times column to a magazine that you also have a column in. Yeah. Like, what? And He's so just that big of a douche. To there? sum up a lot of information quickly, this yes. Atlantic article is basically like, hey man, like black people, other persecuted groups, like we mm-hmm. work within democracy to change things. And now that like white people and Christians in particular are starting to lose their hold of power, they are increasingly going to anti-democratic means in order to maintain control. Whether that's Mitch McConnell in the Senate or gerrymandering in North Carolina. They're like, it right. really, the second that these guys feel like they're losing mm-hmm. control, like they're going to go extra like constitutional, extra legal in order to like try to maintain that. Oh yeah. That's the article. Uh <laughs> Which, for the record, is just facts. It's just yeah, what's happening. Yeah. No, it's just I mean, the it, thing that's occurring. It's what in front I just said about North Carolina. Yeah. There's they're erasing twenty percent of voters. Uh, and, and that's that. Yeah, gerrymandering is a whole other conversation right. that we should of get course, into. Of course, of course. So Ross, Ross, Ross steps in this. He goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, and this is Ross's whole thing: is agreeing with everything you say mm. and like sleight of hand, just like. I acknowledge how hard it is to be a black man in this oh. country. Of course, I'm a reasonable conservative voice. I would never deny that like black people have suffered persecution. But let's remember, some of them were communists. <laughs> Like, oh no! Uh, he's got this whole thing about how the you know the Civil War that that was extra extra uh, constitutional. Like we destroyed our constitution in order to have a civil war. Oh, and you know it was the right idea, I think, but maybe it would have worked out without that. You we'll know, never I, know. I grew up uh, being told uh, Nelson Mandela was a bad guy because he was a communist. Mm. I'm serious. I grew up with like, listen, listen, apartheid. Not good, but communism didn't, maybe worse. Didn't Mandela speak at your college graduation? No, it was Desmond Tutu. Oh, okay. He did quote, though, Karl Marx, from each according to their need to each according to their ability, from an archbishop. <laughs> proud of that guy. Uh, Desmond Tutu, a real one? He I really is, though. Anyway. That's the, cool. The original Bernie, Desmond Tutu. <laughs> uh, moving forward, <laughs> we get to the crux of this, because yeah. this, is, this is Ross's other whole thing, is that he mm-hmm. is Catholic. Yes. He is not just Catholic. He is super Catholic. He's a Shiite Catholic. Catholic. And so he's going to do this thing where he goes, like, hey, listen, I know that we like to think of Christians as being this very powerful force in America Mm. because of all their power. Because of the power, their numbers, their Because they are the most easily manipulated group in the fucking country. We can make them vote for goddamn Donald Trump. Because if you throw them the bone in the shape of a crucifix, they'll fucking wet themselves. uh, I mean, the bone is 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 babies. Just babies. Just all the babies. Um, Yeah. All the fetuses just piling. They're just swimming in them. They're just, they're just so happy. Uh, like, look at all these murders. And so he's here to say about how Christians and other religious groups are actually have dealt with their fair share of oppression. Thank you. And this is like once he's done with all his slightest hand, all, once he's done with all your like glad handing half agreeing to you, this is the point where he's mm-hmm. going to like twist that knife and just say some bullshit. Uh, so he goes, in fact, the religious right consists of an alliance of several groups that, without experiencing anything like the oppression visited on black Americans, but they have consistently occupied the lower rungs in American social hierarchy. Uh, One, just not factual. Yeah, no, just just a lie. No. But like, yeah, today's evangelicalism is a complicated mix, but it is heavily descended from the Bible Belt, Prairie, and Sun Belt folkways that were often poor and marginalized and rarely close to the corridors of power. He's talking about one thing in place of another. Yeah, that that's not the same. We thing. grew up. We grew up in the Bible. Yeah, belt. No, we yeah, know yeah. what it's. Fuck like. up. Let me tell yeah. you about the Bible Belt for a second. You fucking New York Catholic. Yeah. Shut the fuck up about the Bible Belt. You damn Yankee. It's fent patches and churches, and you shut the fuck up. Increasingly both. I love when rich elites and Trump does this too. Use the suffering of my fucking people mm-hmm. in that space. Absolutely. As just. Um, excuse to put in reactionary stuff that puts them in further suffering. Yeah, that keeps them keeps them in the fucking. That hole. keeps them in their fent patches. Yeah, I mean, it, it reminds me a little bit of like all of the like hand wringing articles immediately post election about mm. how we have to reach out to like blue collar America yeah. and understand and yeah, meet yeah, these yeah. people halfway. And it's not that some of those people don't love and vote for of Donald course. Trump, but it is that like if you actually look at the demographics, it's rich motherfuckers that elected yeah, Donald yeah, Trump. And, and like. And the ones in those circles who do, I just fucking hate Hillary because they've got Fox News brain, 
in between coming in and out of fent fog. Like, that's what happens. So this this gets even more incredible. It's allies in the pro-life, pro-family politics. Oh Curious what pro-family means there? think we might know. Uh <laughs> In my research for this, I had I watched a little bit of an interview with him where he's explaining how like, hey man, you can't get remarried. It's not cool if you're Catholic. Like they really do stick to that, by the well, way. Well, no, what's he was saying because just recently they've okay. started relaxing some of those regulations, mm-hmm. and he was there to explain why that's bad. Oh sure, uh, of course. Anyways, of course. Include Orthodox Jews, whose history is not exactly one of power. Also, fuck off with concluding the far-right coalition. You know how much of the, far, the, the Christian right coalition they make, or the religious right coalition they make up? 0.000001%. Yeah, yeah. There's like five Jews here. Uh, five, five Orthodox yeah, Jews. Yeah, there are like about five Orthodox Jews. Yeah, and like, so like the idea that fuck like... Fuck off with that. They're an important part of this coalition. Mormons like, who were harried westward by a brutal persecution... And killed everyone yeah, on the way! I was going to say... When we remember the westward expansion, what we really need to remember is the persecution of the fucking Mormons. (laughs) These blonde people who showed up with their child brides and were like, hey, Indians. Like, they invented machine guns, I'm pretty sure, (laughs) just to kill the Indians. Oh, and by the way, they killed government and fucking inspectors when they come out there sometimes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mormons are creepy. Uh and and conservatives, Roman Catholics, about whose difficult mm. relationship to liberalism I will say more in Cabot. A moment. Wait. You know those deeply persecuted yes. people, Roman fucking Catholics. Did you just say the Catholics who run half of Western Europe? Yeah. Everything south of the United States and a good chunk of the United States? Persecuted. They're still the largest Christian religious org- I think they're the largest religious organization yeah, in yeah, the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you divide up Christianity yeah, yeah, into yeah, yeah, its yeah. component parts, they are by far the largest. Um, oh my god <laughs> and, and so in the context he's saying I'm not saying this is anything like the oppression visited on black Americans oh no but oh but no. and that's a big but I, no no just this week I no and that Catholics are shot by cops all the time exactly that's what I was gonna say I, I watched a video and again this is just me being a sin eater but I, I do think it's important to try to understand how these how cops escalate these situations and I watched a guy that was literally yeah. just asleep in his truck mm-hmm. and they immediately roll up on him they start demanding he gets out of his car and he and he starts being like hey man I'm just trying to sleep and they're like no you're loitering you might be casing this place we need to establish your identity and he drives away yeah Three police cars, one pin maneuvers him, and then they all, like, there's three cars that have hit his car. And then a cop steps out and shoots him. And even the other cop is like, was there a weapon? Was there a weapon? And he goes, no, he was trying to run us over. And his car that was being pinned down by three other cars and was not currently in motion. You know what? He was trying to get them holy water. Yeah, so th- that's th- what I'm going to say. he was doing the anonymous feeling. When you start seeing that happening to Orthodox Jews, when literally all we're trying to do is vaccinate them. Like, that's all that yeah. we're trying to we do is get in there and fucking measles, vaccinate you them. assholes. You in Marin County, we're uh, coming for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to vaccinate your children in front of you, and I'm going to smile. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, exactly. When somebody... So these things aren't equivalent, but... but they're kind of equivalent. Ross, do that. Yeah, fuck off, Rossy boy. Uh, so this, this is his actual point. Religiously, liberal individualism has become a solvent for the faith in the United States as well as Europe. Politically, liberalism has imposed via the judiciary, the least democratic branch, a constitutional right to abortion, a form of lethal violence that the church opposes for the same reasons it opposes infanticide. (sighs) We're not going to get into all of that again, but seriously, seriously, fuck off. Um, Abortion isn't murder. And after 50 years of small-D democratic activism by pro-lifers. <laughs> yeah. That's how I would describe. Yeah, that's what's happening. That's how I would describe the takeover of our entire judicial system. That's what's fucking happening. When a president elected by a minority puts in... <clears throat> a sexual predator. As, and and put, gets two judges on the bench. Yeah. Uh, you know, doesn't deserve either. That's because, small D democratic activism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when, when several million fewer people vote to mm-hmm. have Kavanaugh on the bench, and then by the way, the Senate confirms uh, the people that confirmed. I think took less than a third of the population, or around a third. But regardless, it's less than fifty percent. I can't remember the exact numbers. But the people that confirm Kavanaugh, if you look at the population, significantly less than 50%. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, And a situation that only existed because of the hostile takeover of democracy via Mitch McConnell, who will continue to be the thorn in the side of anything valuable that is happening. I think we need to say, once we forcibly elect Bernie president, like he's not going to be able to do anything. 
Bernie it, may have to shoot Mitch McConnell in the life. <laughs> like he just might have to do it. It's public not a execution. This is satire. But, <laughs> but I would never. I would, I would never. never <laughs> I would never do that. But here's the thing: if Bernie did it, yeah. it would be pretty cool. I'm just saying I would cheer. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> don't you know a guy that worked for Mitch McConnell? Man, I can't. We don't have to get into that. But we should maybe tar and feather him just on principle. But I like that guy. Uh, but it is. I I can't countenance. Being like Bishop McConnell's okay. Yeah, I love my family. Like we all, we all love and care about people with complicated things. But the second that you're defending or working to continue that, there's at least got to be a conversation. Anyways, yeah. uh, whatever you know, the guy who wrote Trump's speech. <laughs> uh, not personally, oh. legally, elite liberalism is increasingly embracing arguments that would make it difficult or impossible for the church to operate hospitals and adoption agencies. Okay. Two fucking things. One, nobody's trying to stop you operating hospitals. Yeah. Like, you want to provide healthcare, knock yourself the fuck out. Nobody's yeah. stopping that. Maybe Two, stop charging people. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Like. definitely that. Maybe we should stop having this weird, like, thing that's... But there are things to fix, but nobody is saying stop caring for the no, sick. No. Second, adoption agencies are fucking complicated. And probably shouldn't be run by fucking churches. Yeah, and... and at the very least, need to have a lot of like legislative oversight yeah. because we were just like, literally, Korea. You didn't have to go there; they just ship you a baby. Amazing, fucking wild. Amazing. Uh, for a long time, for a very long time, that was just South Korea. Uh, and so, like this idea that Russia like and China had similar stuff for that a while. Was, yeah, that was bad. Um, it's it's an incredible oh yeah this is an so the fear-mongering there of like they're gonna shut down our hospitals and they're gonna stop us from stealing babies and then <laughs> yeah, also we should stop the baby stealing <laughs> i would prefer that beneath the post-protestant tendency i've described progressive politics is also nurturing a fashionable occultism whose rituals may be practiced somewhat ironically or performatively but whose anti-catholicism seems quite sincere gee i wonder the fuck why you know he has one reference in God. this article to like the catholic sex abuse scandals and he and he does it again in this like you know obviously we're having this moment of acknowledging you know the bads really the bad things that have been going on for fucking centuries you yeah. piece of shit no. and by the way the numbers every time you look are get higher oh yeah it's basically everywhere all priests are raping babies yeah yeah it's just spotlight is happening in every city in america like that's no, that's the basic real, story like the story is oh and much more importantly not more importantly but much more significantly probably in south america and all these other places oh, yeah. and, and there's by even the less way, oversight where it, they would ship the fucking pedos oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like in, in places like that where there's not this like in the states we don't have really historical uh, ability to deal with pedophilia but at least like but there is a little bit more of a law enforcement apparatus but still like the silence here imagine how much worse it's going to be in places without as much infrastructure yeah um where where the churches are not just part of the power structure but often are a major power structure if not um, the only and are bringing resources in yeah. from other spaces to, for these communities and and basically puts them above the law yeah, um, absolutely and speaking of above that the has law. been the church's place so, especially the catholic church so place. this is this is ross ross is the guy that's always going to agree with you and then say some ridiculous fucking nonsense and it's incredible that he has managed to have this like decade-long career at the new york times just doing these oh i also need to mention mm -hmm. we both had to read this article twice just to make fucking sense of it because it is unreadable garbage all he's done is write it is insane I, I, how I, bad he is at his fucking job i've said this before but it's my it, Part of the reason he has this job is because, like, fucking liberal fucking cuckbags are, are like, fetishize the Ivy League and good schools. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard from, like, liberals, people who are well-meaning, mm -hmm. who actually have beliefs that, in, you know, 60, 70% of the way, I'm a lot further to the left, align with mine. Sure. Uh, they're not Republicans. But I can't tell you how many times they've said something like, well, he went to Stanford. Or how many times I've had a conversation about, like, Jordan Peterson. It's like, well, he taught at Harvard. It's like, yeah, you should take that idea and reverse engineer it yep. and realize that these places are corrupt. Jeffrey Epstein funded Harvard for years. Oh, yeah. Gave it tens of millions of dollars. Um, I have been at every level of higher ed. And let me fucking tell you something. Nobody is smarter at the elite level than they are at the community college level. Where you went to school it says as much to do about how smart you are as your fucking skull shape. Like, it's phrenology for libs. And I'm just... I'm over it, and I'm tired of, like, it's laundering privilege, and I'm tired of this, like, narrative amongst the sort of New York Times cognizetti. The right is right about that part of the liberal elite. They're fucking useless. 
capitalist assholes. Oh yeah, it it's insufferable that we still have these institutions and we still ascribe them so much power. Everyone, like, I guarantee you, every single person that was like involved in the, like the USC scandal to get kids into college or whatever was a Democrat. Oh yeah, absolutely. To to a person. To a, to a person. To a monster. <laughs> um, you're right. You're right. To a slug. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, and and so I'm just you know what. Fuck college, deal drugs. <laughs> it, you're doing better for society. You're fighting the man. Uh, you're at least providing a service. <laughs> Ross here, not providing a service. Uh, that's have... that's Ross. A real one. Yeah. Let's continue our conversation about American justice and pedophilia <laughs> with Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, do we have to? No, I'm just <laughs> I, I have to say... No, we do have to. I, I might be making a mistake here, but I feel a little bit of hope right now. Interesting. Um, interesting. I feel a little bit of hope Wait, that this guy's going to go down hard. Hope in the drone sense or yeah. hope in the... Come on. <laughs> um, a little bit of hope that yeah. like he's going to go down hard this time. And it's, it's specifically because I think there is a... The people that are uh, prosecuting him now want to prosecute right. him. So why don't you catch us up? Okay. Just give us a brief overview. Who is Jeffrey Nepstein? And why that's is he that's so, a very and, important oh, introduction. And why is he so sad? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that the man has had a very sad life. I think this oh, is a no. man that's gotten to do everything, all, every horrible thing that he wanted for his entire life. Yeah, he's in his 60s. Even if he goes down, I don't feel good about it. Yeah. He's been he, he raping for too long. 40 years. So Jeffrey Epstein uh, started life as a hedge fund manager. Mm. Uh, he briefly worked for Bear Stearns uh, before getting fired unceremoniously he said because he was going into business for himself much later unsealed documents after investigations revealed that he had been committing fraud uh as did his mentor who was in jail for 20 years for committing fraud amazing uh, that he didn't go to jail yeah uh this, so this he just he just went into private practice just teflon and he has been operating this like black box mm -hmm. of hedge fund managing exclusively for billionaires that's his whole thing and from what i understand that's not pretty common with hedge funds normally these guys are out here sort of wolf of wall street style being like look at my great yeah, works like, in despair the client list is your calling card right. Again, all of these people are terrible, right, but course, they're at least they're, transparently they're terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the big questions about Jeffrey Epstein is we don't know how much money he has. We don't really know how he makes his money. We don't really know where it comes from or how much is really there. All we see is this extravagant amount of wealth and this incredible amount of connection to powerful people. It's very, very strange. Uh, and so he's been doing this for a long time. While he's doing this... No. Uh, going back as early as 2003, they do run this Vanity Fair article about him mm -hmm. where the reporter finds people going on the record to talk about him molesting underage girls. She has the people. They're on the record. Right. And the editor killed the fucking that part of the story wow, in weird. 2003. Uh, 2007, he actually does get arrested mm -hmm. for... Uh, I think the charge was something insane like prostitution. Children, by definition, cannot be prostitutes. Yeah, that's not how that fuck fucking works. It's not a thing. Incredible. Uh, but Incredible. that's what they managed to like try to pin him for. Uh, he basically, uh, if you can, by the way, go to the Miami Herald. Uh, they ran an incredible series of articles about this. They get into all of the nitty gritty. Talk to a bunch of the victims. Uh, let me pull it up. Uh, all right, so Julie K. Brown, writing for the Miami Herald, mm -hmm. does this amazing three-part report, basically describing the fact that this man was living in Florida, right. I believe in Key West, mm -hmm. uh, and he had a mansion there, and he was just bringing underage girls in constantly, right. as, as much as multiple people a day. At one point, he is sending flowers to one of these girls to her like fucking high school pro drama production. Like, the it is so of that. blatant. And, and basically what he would do is <sighs> he would have girls recruit other girls saying, like, hey will pay you for a massage. You might have to get naked. And then he would just molest these children. Yeah, and of course. Sometimes that would be penetrated. Sometimes it would be other things. But in oh, all God. cases, it was just going on for years and years. The FBI, in 2007, had like 60-some victims I mean, I on the 80, record. But it, was, it was dozens. Yeah. Actual uh, dozens. So this guy, by all accounts, should have gone to jail yeah. for the rest of his life in 2007. Worse than Cosby. Oh, Matters of scale. Of I mean, course, yeah, of course. like, we, and we don't know the true numbers, but from what we know, the scale of this was genuinely insane. Like, like it seems like from what we know, the scale is worse than. Cosby, like, this is actual say. Pizzagate. Like, yeah, 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 fuck, yeah. fuck all this it's Hillary Clinton so bullshit. Insane like, to me. I mean, we've talked about this before, but the, like the the like Pizzagate people are like, we have to find Q. There has to be like weird code. No, dude, he is sending he is sending flowers to girls in high school. He's sending cars. He's up. sending cars to pick up high school girls to come to his house and fucking. It's like, all there. The priests, Jeffrey Epstein, it's 
all there. You, you don't have to make anything up. Yeah, you don't need conspiracies because it's all right in fucking front of you. Uh, you know, so, so to Trump, like, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, which we'll get to his connection. Of course. So all of this happens in 2007, mm-hmm. and he should have gone down hard, except for one. Is it Jeremy Acosta? Jeffrey. Jeffrey Acosta. Oh, Jeffrey's this week. A man. legend. Uh, Acosta was in charge of the prosecution for this case. Oh, God. And as Julie K. Brown dictates, like, he ends up cutting maybe the sweetest, most unprecedented plea deal that has ever existed in the history of any of this. If you think about, like, what this means, right. the, the sheer level of his predation, the, the victims that are being created in this community. It's Alex Acosta. Wow. I mean, when you're talking about villains with boring names, like, it's all going to get connected. But, yeah, yeah of course is, it's not. Okay, this is just, I know this isn't funny, but his first name is Renee. Um, it, it, like, if you go to his Wikipedia page, it, he goes by Alex Acosta, but his first name is Renee. That's kind of great. Uh, <laughs> I would go by Alex if my name was Renee. I can't, can't judge. I'll judge everything else about no, this I'm not judging. It's just a stupid first name. Renee is a dumb name. Yeah. Uh, if you're Renee out there, turn off this <laughs> yeah, podcast. fuck you, you're Renee. You're canceled. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> you. So he cuts the sweetheart deal with the current Secretary of Labor. Yeah, who is now the Secretary of Labor in Trump's administration. And this deal is for 13 months in prison. Oh, my God. Uh, 80 victims, 13 months. 80 known victims. Yeah, okay. Easily victims, hundreds. And obviously, he's been doing this his entire fucking life. Uh, During that time, he was housed in a private wing of the prison. And then he was out on work release 12 hours a day, six days a week. That's not prison. That's just the Marriott. Yeah. That's just that's just having a, a private place to take a nap at the that's end. That's just the day. a light. That's just what I do. Uh, despite in, the fact that the rules on the record prohibit sex uh, offenders from being eligible for work release, also probably because they of the broke sex federal law with the plea deal because they sealed it from the victims until it was done. So the victims never got to have their moment in court. They never got to know this was happening. Most of them found out about about it on the news, and a lot of them didn't even understand that this meant that this was over. Also, oh my God. I wish this was done. There was a clause in the agreement that ended a federal probe. No. That specifically indemnified not just Jeffrey Epstein, not just his fo- four co-conspirators that were named in the lawsuit, but any potential other co-conspirators that could have come up in the investigation are now protected from prosecution by this plea deal. What's amazing? That's insane. That's like so, uh, one dude who's a member of a big gang, mm-hmm. X-13. He goes and shoots somebody. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is just shooting tons of people. Yeah, yeah. One guy goes down for 13 months for shooting somebody. And because yeah. that guy goes down, all the other motherfuckers can't go Permanently down. Permanently indemnified. Also, I, I, I know this is repetitious. This is just Pizzagate. Yeah. This is just Pizzagate. Because Jeffrey Epstein, and there's an, a, a profile of him in the New York mag where he's running around with Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. There are pictures of him and Mohammed bin Salman oh, yeah, no, and no, no. Woody we'll, Allen. We'll get to all of, of his course, connections of to the oh, rich and powerful. But it's just we just need to set the stage that, like, in 2007, they had all of the information they need. They had credible. They had yeah. they had names. They had yeah. they had evidence. Like, this mm-hmm. guy was the opposite of fucking subtle. He was running a high school like a fucking sex ring <sighs> for years. Yeah. And he gets 13 months out, 12 hours a day, six days a week. Uh, and then... That Sunday was rough, though. Just real quick... <laughs> He, he had to register in all the places where he had homes. So this happens in Florida, but in New York, he was also a registered sex offender. And he was listed as the third degree sex offender, right. which is to say the highest rate of recidivism, mm-hmm. which is to say it, it looks worse for him. Right. So they go and they have this hearing because he wants it reduced because he, he doesn't want to be thought of as a third level. Of course. Um, and the prosecutor argues on his behalf which never to happens. the judge. Never happens. And the it's this incredible scene where the judge literally stops him because she is dumbfounded. She's like, I have, ne- I have done hundreds of these, and I have never seen a prosecutor arguing like a defense attorney for a person. Like, How can you not think of anything but conspiracy? If, if listening to Serial Season 3 is too much for you, then just, <laughs> just listen to Jeffrey Epstein. Like, Our justice system is fucking broke. Uh, I have hope for this time. Maybe that's foolish, but it's fucking broke. And so that, I think my argument is that one, Epstein came in and said, I got names and bodies. Yeah. And and they were like, oh, fuck, this is bad. Right. And two, Acosta knew, like, he could make a career out of this. 
not for prosecuting the guy, which arguably could have been a career, but would have fucked over powerful people. But like, if he plays this right, it's going to take him to the top. And guess what fucking happened? He gets to be he gets to be the only Cuban member of like our cabinet. Um, <laughs> I, I wonder how that happened. Does he have any? Did Jeffrey Epstein have any connections to anybody currently in power, Michael? Uh, well, you could say that he he had a tendency to hang out with one Donald J. Trump. Um, Weird. You were telling me a story about a party. Yeah. So apparently came out. Uh, I think today. Today in the uh, Times. In, in, yeah. the, in the New York Times, uh, that Jeffrey Epstein, in two thousand, I think two thousand three, uh, and our president had a mm-hmm. party. Now, what kind of party do you ask? This is is Jeffrey Epstein, Donald Trump, twenty eight girls, twenty eight. Yeah. And that's it. And the guy who arranged it was like, "Hey, man." Yeah. I don't know about this. Basically, this keep my name out of it. Jeffrey Epstein's a creepy fucking weirdo who likes him young, and Trump was like, ah. I mean, Trump in two thousand two had that quote that has been everywhere. You've probably heard yeah, it, but just been like, oh, that Jeffrey is a great guy. Loves the girls almost as much as I do. Likes him young though. Insane. Our president had a party with a known pedophile, and not just our current president. Bill Clinton was on his plane, I think, twenty three times. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Jeffrey Epstein used a lot of in. There, there are a lot of conspiracy the- theories running around that, like, he is straight up blackmailing people um, we don't in know positions that. of power. And we don't know if that's true or not. But what he definitely did was use his money to buy access to, like, the highest mm-hmm. realms of, say, the uh, academic elite. Oh, yeah. He was friends with uh, Stephen Hawking, like... Uh, he and so he would Stephen have Hawking parties where he like brought people like Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking, by the way, I didn't know this until I was reading about this. Loves strip clubs. Oh yeah, Stephen Hawking is a bit of a creep, actually, <laughs> sexually speaking. Shocking. Yeah, weird. Uh, but anyways, but, but I will say, um, he was a little less mobile than you know Jeffrey Epstein, so you could get away at least with Stephen Hawking. Uh, I wish that was funnier, but I actually fully have every confidence that Stephen Hawking found a way to be the God worst. God damn it! Yeah. Uh, Anyway, anyways, yeah. Connections to Clinton, connections mm-hmm. to Trump, connections to a lot of rich Prince Andrew. Uh, oh yeah, 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 Prince Andrew, who definitely like is, is, oh, is the, the out, dude. He's in this uh, new like these new. Uh, why am I blanking on the word? Uh, Allegations. But like they actually filed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the charges. Yeah. Like, charges. Yeah, uh, he's mentioned as as somebody that Trump did these things with. Right. Uh, and oh, and he and Trump had a meeting when Trump was over there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. It's just in plain sight. It's it's all very out there. Also, it's not a party if it's you, another guy, and 28 young girls. That's just called rape. Let's call them rapes. Yeah, yeah, called. I was going to say. But, it, you know, it, it's uh, – I, I blanked on the name. But, like, what, yeah, what, what you did – You called an orgy if there was any consent. Like. Yeah, but uh, what did – in the Middle East, all those, like, old dudes have – Oh, uh, harems. harems. It's not. Yeah. It's not a party. It's a harem. Yeah, and it has about as much a consent as yeah, as, yeah. So harem. Anyways, flash forward to 2019. This man has continued to be an, a pedophile yeah. and an asshole. He's just out here. He's obviously continuing to do this. Some of the details. Uh, so he gets he gets arrested again in New Jersey. They're gonna go after him again. They can't use any of the victims that they had before because those are all covered by the plea deal. But he's not free from prosecution, federal prosecution in New York because that was a Florida thing. This is a New York thing. Mm -hmm. And they found a bunch more victims. They announced at least, I think, six or eight more victims. Shocking. They raid his house and find thousands of pictures of women. Presumably, yeah. I think they're confirming that but uh, we know we obviously know Mm -hmm. these are going to be underage women in like cds in a safe labeled like nude with with, and possibly with names of other people with them it's Uh not clear because there's a name sometimes they'll say the name is it the name of the girl or Mm -hmm. is it also possibly the name of another person we'll find out yeah uh (laughs) probably so all of this crazy insane nonsense is happening he's arrested he's obviously applying for bail i hope they don't give it to him i do think they are trying to like yeah hard to actually because he owns an island yeah Uh, because because he is the definition of a flight risk. He yeah. has a he has a fucking Gulf Stream. Yeah. Um, okay. uh, and also, oh, no. the this is more weird, but the details of that seven story mansion he has in New York are fucking bizarre. Uh, you walk in, he's got a mural, okay, depicting a prison scene with like guard towers and guards and barbed wire, weird, and then him in the center of it. That's so bizarre. And he, I guess, told a visitor there, like, "Oh yeah, you know, this is where I was." Which one? Fuck you, no, you weren't. Yeah, yeah like, no, no. fuck you, no, you, you were, you were in the the, the no. Harriet. Like, 
fuck off. Uh, you were the, at work, you motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, work. Yeah, the work of continuing to rape children. Um, <laughs> I mean, in some ways, that's his life's work. It is absolutely his life's work. And and then other things, like he had a chessboard with custom-made pieces of people in lingerie, and all of the people were his actual servants. Oh, no, like, just that's so fucking creepy bizarre. and not okay. In that 2003 Vanity Fair article, yeah. it describes, like, a wall of eyeballs mm-hmm. and these were mm-hmm. fake eyes that were made for wounded soldiers after world war one that he had imported and framed and was like super excited to show off and also just things like he had one book in his office when she went to interview him and it was by the marquis de sade it's like a marquis de sade fucking just, paperback fuck you you basic yeah i was gonna bitch. say that's bad screenwriting 101 bitch like yeah, fuck um, off like but also like the creepiest um, so a I man really with shadow I, money. But, you know, I gotta say, I enjoyed his performance in Sweeney Todd, Demon Park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was good. He was you, good. You should have seen the director's cut. It got a lot more rapey. Um, oh, no. It's incredibly upsetting. And so I, I, I just to bring it all home. Yeah. One, burn in hell, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. I, I hope you go down this time. I hope you take powerful people with you because you have just been able... Everybody knew. Donald Trump clearly knew. He fucking said I mean, Donald Trump was part like, of it. Everybody girl party. knew how bad this guy was for years. And nobody yeah. did jack shit. Women were screaming in the streets about this shit. They, you have dozens of women on record. You have people that have gone on to like live whole lives that are just marked by this tragedy. Several of these women have committed suicide. Like, there is a lot of harm being done on the, like, the women of our nation. Yeah. By this one honestly, guy, honestly, and, and and people like the, you know that, that uh, we don't know if he's a billionaire, but he well, we clearly has a lot of money. Yeah, he has a lot of uh, money and influence. He has the equivalent of yeah, he has power, which is just an important. He has access to billionaires, yeah. and he has I just, leverage. I just want you to know this is this is a personal take here, but I believe it. Every billionaire is this evil. Oh, maybe yeah. not in this way. I'm not saying that every billionaire rapes children, although a lot of them do. No, I mean it's. It's not a coincidence that Jeffrey Epstein is raping children and that Donald Trump is at a party with this guy yeah. and that Prince Andrew is there and they has pictures of Woody Allen, a guy who married his actual daughter, yeah. stepdaughter. Yeah, yeah Literally absolutely. married his stepdaughter. I'm going to say it, Woody Allen, also a pedophile. I mean, like, that's, and that's pretty well known. Thank yeah, you, yeah. Ronan Farrow um, and uh, Mohammed bin Salim and all those, uh, those the uh, sort of Saudi elites pretty known for this kind of stuff as well. It's not a qu- billionaires in general and predation on children. It's 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 a it's, an it's a open thing. thing. But even beyond that, a billionaire is freedom from rules and regulation. Yeah. And I'm gonna say like, the love of money corrupts. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's biblical, man. It's like, evil to own 19 the mountains. The root of all evil. And when you have all this money, you buy mountains and you kick people off land yeah. and you fuck children and you no, really. don't pay your people living wages. And like, there is no way to be an ethical billionaire. It shouldn't exist. No, and the truth is. This is actually a fucked up thing to say. In some ways, it's actually not fair to the billionaires in, in this one way. Yeah, sure. I, I, I can follow this. We corrode, We are corroding their souls by allowing this. Yeah, no, they're doomed. Dis- they are, do- they are like, just fundamentally Epstein, doomed if people. If there's a hell, yeah. we'll spend eternity there, and he should. Absolutely. But I tell you what, maybe if someone fucking taken his money from him, it wouldn't have been quite as bad. And, and so He at least could have done less harm. Yeah. Like he at least would have not had access to this much harm to to our daughters um, and, and and sisters and just people, just people. Yeah. And, just, and and he damages people around him, and this is why I'm a socialist. Yeah. We started the, with the question of like, why am I a Christian? There's truth there. That's what yeah, we believe. Of course. Why am I a socialist? Because billionaires exist and they need to not. <laughs> we just need to get rid of them. They only hurt us. Stop letting them hurt us. Please. We can build a better world. This has been Shitty Christian. <laughs> the matter of scale and harm between like oh, shitty takes on Christian patriotism. Wait, 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 and, like, wait. Who is worse, Ross Douthat 
or Jeffrey Epstein. I can't go there even for a joke with you because too many people have been harmed. I will say that, like, Ross I'm not sure Ross is the that. Catholic Church, which says the same thing. That is true. Uh, Devout conservative Wait, Catholic. Wait, Ross Douthat, you're as bad as Jeffrey Epstein. I'm coming for you. Fuck you. <laughs>